Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well Behaved Kids. This is a series of podcasts that's dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and play therapist for nearly 20 years. I'm also a mom. I learned many lessons from my child clients and also my own children. You're the children you connect with can be your teachers about this too, so just pay attention. They have a lot to teach us. It's informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognize in working with thousands of children and parents that there are simple principles for parenting. I'll cover more than 20 of these principles for blissful parenting so you too can have a freakishly well-behaved kid. These principles are simple, especially the one we're going to talk about today, but life-altering. Um, they will change and enhance the relationships you have with children, how children behave, how you feel about yourself around children, and improve your overall parenting esteem. In this con- podcast, I'll talk about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. There will be special guests that further our conversations about parenting and children. You'll want to stay tuned for my upcoming book, Blissful Parenting, and check out my website, www.integrativecounseling.us, or follow me on Twitter at Dr. Jody Mullen. Today's special guest um, is my friend Kyle. um, I'm joined by Kyle, who is my friend, a mental health counselor, a play therapist, poet, English and counseling professor. So um, welcome, Kyle Sintars. Today we're talking about music. Hi, Kyle. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for the nice introduction. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about... um, give them a little background about how we we talk about music, Kyle and I, so that um, you guys can get a perspective on this. Um, Kyle loves music, and it feels very connected to it, and, um, you know, is always listening to music and thinking about how um, to integrate music into some of the projects that we work on together and that kind of thing. And I kind of tell Kyle, and, and I know this was much to your dismay, um, that I could really care less about music. <laughs> and to just give you a little, a little background on that, is I, and I think this is really important for parents and other um, folks who are listening to take into consideration when we're talking about using music to connect with kids, is as a parent, you don't have to be musical. And um, and I am not exaggerating when I say that I am not musical at all. I was um, t- telling Kyle earlier that um, of all the children um, in my sixth grade class, when I was in sixth grade, who tried out for chorus, I was the only person who didn't make it. So um, I really do not have um, any musical ability. And I think sort of the proof in the pudding that music can really make a difference and connect you to your um, kids. Um, I'm going to share a couple stories with you. One is that um, we 
my husband and I used um, this, like, lullaby CD with my daughter um, since she was an infant. So we would, you know, we'd put her down for her nap or to bed, and we'd, you know, put the music on, and it just, you know, chilled her out, and it uh, regulated her breathing and everything. And um, she will be 13 on Tuesday. She still listens to that exact same CD at night to, to sleep, you know. So um, it really, like, that has made an impact um, in her life. And the and the other um, thing that I, you know, um, wanted to share, too, is that, and it also is about my daughter, um, that even though I have, like, no musical ability, and I brought music into their life when they were, you know, my, as my kids are kids, is that my daughter turns out, musician and so I think that um, it does you know if you're self-conscious which I know a lot of people are about um, their own way of creating music this is the one place to really let that go because it does there's so many benefits of bringing music into your kids lives so um, I'm just going to let Kyle talk a little bit about how we can use music to connect to kids and, and anything else Kyle that you think parents need to know um, as we bring music into their kids' lives. So I'll let you get started a little bit, and then I'll probably interrupt, you know, like I usually do in our conversations and um, ask some questions or or really highlight something that you say. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. Okay, so where do you want to get us started with that? Uh, Well, I guess I I could start with my connection to music because I think um, that plays such a big role in how much it's come into my life now. Um, even early on, I remember uh, my parents were very into music, so um, just kind of hanging around the house as a very young kid, um, we'd always have music going. I remember my dad liked Queen, and um, like my mom was into Bon Jovi and the B-52s, and um, all these <laughs> all these bands that were around back then. And um, I just I remember so much of just dancing around and knowing all the lyrics and and singing all that stuff, you know, with my parents and. I think that mm-hmm. started really early on, um, and I, for whatever reason, I think that you know it, it allows um, kids to be silly because I mean it's playful and music isn't. Mm-hmm. I mean it can be serious, but I think for the most part we like music because it's it's silly, it's playful, it's it's something um, exciting and <laughs> fun to sing along to. Um, so I think that's kind of where my experience started and. And just the feel of it, too. I remember sitting in the car. Um, a lot of my music comes with car rides. Um, so uh-huh. I, I remember one of my first memories of music was I was sitting in the back seat of my dad's car, um, and he put on, I, I would assume, like Def Leppard or something that had a nice drum to it. And um, mm-hmm. feeling the bass, I just felt the bass in my chest. And I was so amazed at that feeling because I had no idea. I was so small that, you know, any little bass <laughs> would resonate. Right. Out. And it just made such an impact on me. And I think ever since, I've kind of been hooked to music for that reason. It's just, yeah. um, it is. It, it has this connection to feeling that I think a lot of other things might not. So yeah. That's well, and I, and, and I think, like, the other thing that you, you know, highlight there, too, is it was something you did as a family. So even if you're doing, um, and I think this is really interesting, because even if you're doing things independently, like let's say you're, like, I'm working on um, making dinner and my um, 
you know, my kids are, you know, I don't know, coloring at the, you know, kitchen table or something like that. If there's music on and we're all singing to it or we're all bopping around to it, there's still, that music is um, a connection for all of us in that moment, even though we're doing something independently. Right, right. Yeah, and I think that happens quite a bit, too. Um, I actually, uh, I teach a course at the college, um, SUNY Oswego, and I have, like, freshmen and um uh, they actually randomly asked me if, like, it's if it's beneficial to listen to music while they're writing. Um, mm-hmm. I think there is there is this direct connection to whatever you are doing independently. To have music on or somewhere around you, I think you know we usually end up with songs stuck in our heads. So to have uh-huh. feeling and and music around us all the time, I think it does. It kind of sets a mood for us. And um, you know if it's working together as a group, like you said, as a family, um, or doing things independently. I think it does. It's just this piece that connects us to something else while we're doing whatever we're doing. Yeah. And and I think that you you also raise another important point about how music is connected to mood. So earlier I, you know, talked about that, you know, using that CD, that lullaby CD with my daughter to help, um, you know, sort of get her to just like lying down. Um, But there's, you know, I'm thinking of some other examples. One of the things I learned um, very early on as a child therapist that was that um, because of the way that you work with children and counseling is a little bit different is that it's, um, kids were humming, you know, during, you know, something that they were playing with, you know, during counseling, that that was one way to know that the kids were feeling safe and, you know, um, relaxed and content, you know, while they were with you. And that's not, you know, just true during counseling. That's, you know, just true, (laughs) you know, is that, um, you know, people, you can't really be humming and not be feeling content. So that's, you know, that is making our own music in that way is very much, you know, connected to that. And then the other story I was just going to tell quick was that um, I remember this uh, counseling session that I was doing with a little girl years ago, and it was really important to her um, to communicate to me, you know, that she was, that she was feeling, you know, really strong and powerful. And she wanted sort of like a theme song to what she was playing, and she was like, taking, she was, you know, um, getting the bad guys and taking control of them, and you know, feeling just awesome about herself. Um, and so I don't know if you remember this song, but she made me sing. Um, and I'm only going to sing a little bit of it, so don't worry, everybody out there. Um, bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? And that's exactly, that was so important to her because that was like setting the stage, you know, it's sort of a backdrop to the thing, the emotional things that she was working on. So, you know, I mean, there's just so, there's so many examples of how um, music is connected and, and sound really, I guess, are connected to feelings. So. Right. right, yeah, and I, I think that goes with a lot of the research that's out there, too, um, in, in my, my quest to find out all this stuff about music and how it connects to our brains. Um, there's a lot of research that shows um, just how connected music is to even our origins as a species. Um, as human beings, we, we like that, that sound of music, that creative energy, whatever it may be. Um, there's a lot of studies that show when we listen to music, those older parts of our brains that register closer to feeling, um, they light up a lot whenever music's playing. And I think um, there's a lot of people that would say music is more connected to us and to our feelings um, than words are. A lot of times words can't express what we're, what we're going through. Um, yeah. 
mu- music has that power to actually hit the spot, <laughs> I think. Well, yeah, I think that you see that. Well, and, and that's making me think of two things. Um, one is that, I mean, wh- one of the things that we've talked about quite a bit, you know, on this show is, you know, is the importance of, you know, play um, with kids. And so when, when we're talking about little kids who can't express their, you know, that they're feeling hurt or that they're feeling embarrassed, you know, through, word, you know, through words, they just don't have the language for that, that music can be, you know, a place where that where that happens, you know, um, play as well, but also music. And then the other thing that I thought was important, you know, to say is that when we're talking about music, we're not necessarily talking about, you know, um, what you hear, music that you, you know, your favorite um, artist or your favorite band or anything like that. But we're also talking about the music you make with, you know, your Rubbermaid and Tupperware containers in your pots and pans and, you know, like the the music that you um, make by, you know, just... um, the, like the, the toys that your kids already have, or not even toys, things that just make sound, um, that that's, you know, part of what we're talking about when we're talking about using music with kids, too. Right, right. Even the accomplishment of learning to whistle. <laughs> that, oh, that's yeah. That a lot of people, um, and I know there's people that can't whistle out there, um, but I think <laughs> it's, it's such a, a good feeling to learn that you, you have this power to create things, and you know, whether it's whistling or just learning how to clap in certain patterns or, like, how to use your body to make sounds. I think um, a lot of a lot of kids really enjoy that, and it, it, it's creating something, and I think we all like yeah. to feel like we're, we're creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can just, uh, you know, I'm thinking about my own children and um, knowing how delighted that they were when they could figure out how to snap or clap or whistle, or I even remember, like, um, them just make, like, sort of like going like, ah, I'm running down the hallway and hearing that sound. You know, they had to be like toddlers at that time. But they could hear that sound, you know, from within and how, the, you know, they were mastering it. So there there are just like so many opportunities in that way for kids also to feel successful. That these are, you know, that might not seem like a huge success to people, but being able to clap or snap or whistle is a success. And, and that's, you know, another key to having freakishly well-behaved kids um, um, is to be able to have kids that feel, you know, good about themselves. And so um, being able to even get them to repeat a pattern, you know, if you're um, something on the Tupperware with a wooden spoon or whatever and they can repeat that pattern, that's a, a little win for that, you know, for your kid. And it's something you're doing, again, and really can't stress this enough in, in, um, as a key to blissful parenting is it's something that you're doing together. I mean, you gave a great example in the beginning of the show, Kyle, about how, like, it connected you to your family, you know, and that, you know, as an adult, you still have that, you know, um, that connection that, that still sticks with you, you know. Right, right. And um, I actually had the um, good experience of uh, babysitting some kids on um, New Year's Eve, actually. And, um, uh-huh. I, right before um, their parents were set to leave, I was just—I just got there a little bit early, and I was watching um, their parents and how they interacted with um, their children. And they would turn mm-hmm. these these like normal things that they ha- would have to do, like cleaning up or um, things, into songs, and they would on the spot. You know, I, I don't think it's something that they did frequently or had like routine songs, but they would just make things up and they made it into um, kind of like a game. And I think it is—it's kind of cool to for kids especially to see that you can make things into other things. You know, you can turn this good or this like experience of turning um cleaning into something fun. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. 
I know when I used to do um, like consultations for that, you know, Head Start the um, federal based uh, preschool program, is that oh, oh no, this is going to be another opportunity for me to sing. <laughs> um, well. So um, in order to get the kids, you know, to clean up, they would they just did like clean up, clean up, you know, like made a little song about it. everybody clean up, and you know, it was like, and the kids would clean as they sing, which kind of reminds me of like a scene from Cinderella, I think. But um, <laughs> but but I think there's a lot of things, you know, and that you can do like that, um, and again, to make things that are you know less. Um, appealing, like cleaning or like doing your homework or something like that, you know, you have then something in the background, you know, that makes it a little, you know, a little more appealing, something that changes, you know, the mood, like um, we had said earlier. Um, I was also even thinking about, and I, I, you know, I talked to you about this too um, before, um, you know, before we got set to do the show, was I I also think it's really important um, to use music to connect to teens. I actually think this is like a little bit of a secret that not a lot of people know. And that, um, and this is for a couple of reasons. One is that I think, you know, many of us as adults had an experience when we were adolescents and teenagers that our parents really didn't like the music that we were listening, you know, listening to. Um, and so if we're riding in the car, the parent, you know, the parent would say, no, 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 I'm not listening to this. Or I know even, you know, myself, I do this too. Nobody does parenting perfectly. You know, if I would, you know, I'd be like, nope, when I'm driving, I get to listen to what I want to listen to. I'm not listening. I can't, I can't listen to another Taylor Swift song. No, no, no. Um, but, um, but, what, but I do think if, if you give your kid an opportunity to um, share what they are listening to with you, then, one, you're showing your kid respect. Even if you don't like that music, you're showing your child you respect them. That's a really great way to have a freakishly well-behaved teenager, which, you know, are a little bit harder to come by. And, and you know, one of the things that we, we do clinically is we let our you know our adolescent clients come in and bring like a play, you know a playlist of the songs that really capture what they're struggling with right now. And so many of us had those our own experiences um, as teenagers where it felt like you know one you know a particular artist or a couple of songs really just like expressed how we were feeling. It's you know, I, I I remember, you know, saying, like, it's like Melissa Etheridge knows what's going on in my life, you know, in ways that, you know, in ways that, you know, my parents or my friends, even my really good friends couldn't understand. I felt very connected to the music that I was listening to that, you know, Melissa Etheridge can understand. So, um, so as parents, we have opportunity to connect to our teenagers, um, even through music, even through music we don't really like. Um, because we can do that by, one, giving them, you know, respect. You don't have to listen to everything by listening to their music. See if we can get, you know, maybe there's things that they're not sharing with us um, that we can kind of pull out or tease out of their music. But the other thing, you know, is, um, and this is an activity I use sometimes with my um, teenage clients, but there's no reason you couldn't do this with your own children or your students or um, whatever, is have them create, um, I think that's, when I was a kid, we would have called it more of a soundtrack, <laughs> like a soundtrack of what's going on in their life, you know, put together um, five, ten songs that really represent that, um, or a playlist, 
you know, that might be more uh, accurate and up to date. Um, But to do that, you know, and I think we all have different ones at different times because I know when I listen to, you know, those 80s um, stations, I can really tell you, uh, you know, when that um, particular song pops up, you know, I can tell you what I was, how I was connected to that song at that time. I can tell you that, you know, oh, Mr. Mr., that one particular song they had, oh, you know, totally captured um, my relationship problems at that time. So, um, you know, I think that we don't want to rule out um, connecting to kids through music as our kids grow up. So uh, that was just another thing I wanted to make um, sure that I talked about a little bit. Um, Kyle, what other kind of things, you know, do you really want to highlight to parents as they're, you know, considering how to bring music in, into their kids' lives? Yeah, and I mean, I think I think you're on to something, too, with teenagers. Um, I guess I wanted to expand a little bit on that, too. I, I remember, you know, being a teenager and feeling that experience of having found my own music, you know, outside of what my parents listened to before that. Um, and that was something that you could really personalize. It was something that was um, very special and um, something that I could connect with more so um, because the lyrics meant something to me or the music was just perfectly the way that I needed it to be at that time. Mm -hmm. It's important to um, give teens the opportunity to explain the reason that they like that kind of music, not to interpret it on your own as a parent. Um, Because a lot of times... A song might sound, if you listen to it um, on your own, sound um, horrible or aggressive, yeah. um, overly angry. But if you let um, your teenager kind of explain what they get out of it, it might be a single line in there that you missed, and that's what's mm-hmm. most important to them about the whole song. Um, and I think that's that's kind of a cool thing because, you know, I think if we listen to songs, we would get different meanings. But um, a lot of times teenagers struggle with being understood um, and giving them the opportunity to interpret it on their own and accepting their interpretation of it. I yeah. think that's probably the most important part of that. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just, I think, can you imagine? I mean, I think all of us can go, really, you know, go back if we want to, although it's typically an unpleasant place to go back to, um, go back right. to adolescence and with that extraordinary feeling of being misunderstood. And that even means your music, because I, you know, um, I know with um, my teenage clients, you know, for example, is that they're not allowed to play their, you know, their music um, at home because of either the lyrics, you know, parents find offensive or just I have one teenager who listens to that, like, screaming music, which is, it's not pleasant to listen to. But But he would bring it into this into our clinical sessions and he would say like um oh you got to hear this song and you know to me it really doesn't uh, you know i don't have the level of appreciation um that he has for it like it doesn't sound like music to me but um but him sharing that with me was he he was sharing something that was very important to him with me and i think like that's the other piece of when your kids are when your kids are connected to music whether they're teenagers or you know, um, they start taking, you know, um, piano lessons or they're playing music in school or they're learning a um, song for chorus or, you know, whatever, and they want to share that with you. That's them sharing something that's really meaningful to them with you. And, you know, and so you want to be appreciative of your kids' music even if it's not like the same music that you would choose. That's perfectly fine. You know, it's like it's art 
you know, in that way, and pe- different people see different things differently. So people, different people hear, you know, things differently. But to be able to, you know, just give them the time to say, like, okay, well, <laughs> thank you for sharing that song with me. Um, I, I think you're going to find that if you are respectful, and if you're not judgmental about music, too, and I do think that that's a big deal. So, like, if you're respectful and non-judgmental about your kids' music, especially as they get older, then that's another thing that they're going to feel like, um, if my parents didn't judge me here, maybe they're not going to judge me when I want to tell them about this way more serious thing um, that's going on in my life. So it gives, you know, you as a parent opportunity to create something really special with your kids, whether it's creating music together or it's um, appreciating, you know, um, music with them or it's um, also modeling. This is one of the things we didn't get a chance to talk about yet, um, and I know I'm getting very talky, Kyle, so I'll give you a chance in a sec. But thinking about, you know, modeling um how we use music, and maybe this is part of what you were saying your parents um, did, is to to set our mood. So, like, you know, if I'm um, meditating, my kids can hear the kind of music that I put on or the sounds that I put on while I'm meditating, and they all know not to, you know, um, disturb me just because that's my meditating music, you know, or um, if I'm getting... Um, if I'm doing some exercise or something, you know, if I'm getting ready to run, they know the kind of, I'm going to be listening to a whole different kind of music then, too. So I'm sort of modeling, you know, for them, like, that music sets, can set a mood, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I remember um, being probably around 10, 10 years old and um, having trouble sleeping at night. Um, and I remember mm-hmm. asking my mom, like, what could I do to just fall asleep? <laughs> <laughs> And um, I think her and my dad kind of came up with um, a plan to just put some music on, and um, they found this really soothing jazz station on the radio that played at late at night. Um, and so I put that on right before I went to sleep, and it, it became a routine. But, yeah, it really set that mood because, I mean, soothing jazz is just very flat. It's calm. It has a slow tempo, and it really does mm-hmm. set the mood for sleep. Um, A lot of people use music to pump themselves up before sports or things like that. And it really does affect how we're going to, um, I guess, how we're going to approach different situations. Um, There's a a lot of research, too, that shows that our heartbeats actually uh, mimic the rhythm of the music around us. So um, it's important, you know, if you're you're trying to slow down the mood so, you know, your kids can go to bed, to maybe put on Mm -hmm. some calm music, even if it's in the background. Right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be at the forefront. And I was even, you know, thinking back to what I was just talking about as a runner. I mean, in you'll there's access for um, those of us who, you know, do that as a sport to playlists that are geared to keep our heart rates up and to keep us moving. I mean, if you think, I mean, there's definitely all of that connected to exercise and, you know, working out. But that's the why couldn't we, you know, as parents and as people who connect to children, connect it to other things? You know, there's all so many opportunities to connect it to the different activities of the day, you know, of the day. And, and it gives children then, you know, like that jazz music that your parents connected to, it gave you as a kid another tool for coping, you know? So, like, I mean, they didn't have to say, like, Kyle, one of the ways that you can cope with, you know, having difficulty sleeping, you know, is to listen to 
slow tempo jazz music. No, it, they didn't have to do that, but you learn that. And I, and I think that's an important um, aspect of this, too, is that we're teaching by using music as a way to connect with our kids and as a way to set t- the tone in our home or classroom is also good. We're also modeling and therefore teaching, you know, children um, ways to um, self-regulate and to cope and to, you know, to use m- music as a way to um, not just um, not just set a tone, but maybe even also express their feelings. Right, right. Yeah, and I think a lot of times that music is tied to those kind of feelings. So, I mean, if if someone is feeling something, they're drawn to a certain type of music. And it does. It gives them a safe way to kind of cope with things. So, you know, if it's yeah. anger, they can they have their set music that they can go to to make them feel better. Um, you know, right. Songs, I think there's there's playlists, like you said, that we can go to, that we can create to set mm-hmm. our own mood. And I think it's important that, you know, parents give their kids an opportunity to do that. Um, just to let them have their own space and their own um, coping mechanisms. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as you were saying that, I was even thinking about, like, it's so true that we listen to music, too, um, you know, that helps us with maybe even self-regulate and emotionally and that kind of thing. But you you don't ever really listen to those sad, horrible songs unless you're feeling sad and horrible. Like, right, right. At that time, you know, that music is, um, it's comforting in the fact that like the misery loves company kind of way. But you don't you're not like when you're in a really good mood or something let's turn on that really um hard music and feel sad. But when you're sad it doesn't make you sadder. It just makes you feel like connected to humanity. And so there I mean there's just so many things. So be so I think another aspect of this um that you were just highlighting so well was like um that if you listen even a little bit to what your kids are listening to, you might get a sense that, you know, um, where they are just, you know, emotionally and, and learn about how they feel with So, Kyle, we just have like a minute left of our time together today. Okay. So is there like one thing that you really wish you, want, you know, could get a chance to say that um, parents and people who are big fans of kids can hear before we say goodbye for today? Right. Well, I, I think it's just being musical, and it, even if it's not on beat music and all that stuff, <laughs> right. being, being silly and making sounds and just being creative, I think that lets kids feel comfortable, and I think that's, you know, that's the best way to connect with your kid, to create something mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. And I, and I love that. I don't think we got to use that word until this very moment was this is about creating and this is about doing, um, you know, creating and connecting happening together, just like we talked about cooking last, uh, last same thing. So um, we really just want to, in saying goodbye, just encourage you guys um, to bring music um, into your lives with children and use it as a connector. Have a great day, and thanks for listening. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.